Hi everyone, and welcome to a mini-episode of Set Leslie Bruce, the podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and thank you so much for downloading this special bonus mini-episode. Set Lusting Bruce has been nominated for a Podcast People's Choice Awards, and these mini-episodes are my way of saying thank you for the support and also a reminder for you to go vote. Voting is going to take place from Sunday, May 29th to Sunday, June 12th. Each listener can vote once a day. Set Lusting Bruce is nominated under the music category, and I would appreciate if you would go to www.podcastawards.com. That's www.podcastawards.com every day for the next two weeks and vote for us. While you're there, check out the other categories and see if there are podcasts you want to support. One suggestion I have is under comedy to vote for Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Matt is a big Springsteen fan and has actually joined me on an episode coming up. So it would be nice for everyone to give their show a little love as well. It is great to be nominated, but I would love to show the world the power of Bruce fandom and win this thing, my fellow Bruce Butts. Now here is your mini-episode. Hello everyone, and welcome to a mini-episode of Set Lusting Bruce, as we are generating, hopefully, interest in voting for us in the podcast awards. We are doing a little few short visits with some new and some familiar, I'm not going to say old, Bruce Buds. Joining me today is one of my favorite uh, guests on the show, a fellow podcaster, and as I said when uh, Dylan was on the first time, someone who loves music just as much as I do. How you doing, sir? Doing well, Jesse. Thank you for the invite. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we both ended up being at the Bruce Show in Oklahoma City, but we ended up not getting to see each other. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Well, we had a, our seats weren't exactly uh, located close to each other. So. No, they were not. So uh, why don't you tell everyone, uh, remind everyone uh, who you are, where you're from, and where they can hear your fine work. All right. Uh, Dylan uh, Macca McManus. I'm the host of uh, Macca's Reservation Radio out here in Fort Defiance, Arizona, the Navajo Nation. Um, yeah, you can find my podcasts at maccasresradio.podomatic.com. And uh, we're over 250 episodes on Res Radio, and we have a new show called Delicious Hellfire, which is doing well as well. Very nice. Um, what's the two different uh, episodes in summary? Because I kind of listen to both, but uh, what do you what what in your mind? What's the difference? Uh, with Res Radio was started a long time ago, and it was just me wanting to be a little bit of a Wolfman Jack kind of a DJ and just play music for everybody. And I really that one's mainly focused on the music side. And I just play, you know, certain tracks that I'm listening to that month by certain artists. It doesn't matter whether it be ABBA or Frank Zappa or Bread or Motorhead. Uh, And Delicious Hellfire is more of a a talking kind of show where we, we, you know, open up a beer and tell stories and listen to music. And that's a little more carefree. Uh, you know, I, 
now that you mention that, um, that is the truth. But you know what I tend to uh, they in, showing up in the same feed. I just go, wow, he's really talkative this time, or wow, they're really <laughs> focused on the music this time. If you want the music, I, I give them Res Radio. If yes. for for, uh, for if you want to like hear us goofing around and talking about you know things, that's delicious. How far? Because I'm really straight ahead with the music on the Res Radio show. I'm I'm very proud of that. It's the longest running five years plus, you know, um, since it's been going on. So. You know, that's amazing. Uh, I'm proud that I hit 50 episodes of Set Listing Bruce. Um, and, you know, it's only been about nine months. Episode extravaganza episode. That was really good. Oh, thank you. I had fun putting that together. Um, so let's go to the river. How okay. many times did you end up seeing the river show? Uh, I, I saw four shows all on the, the general mission uh, seats, I guess it would be called, the pit. It'd be Phoenix, Portland, Seattle, and Oklahoma City. Okay. Portland and Seattle are a little bit closer together, but that's a pretty diverse geographical uh, spread. <laughs> uh, what drove you to those shows? Uh, Phoenix is about five hours away from me, so that was a given. I already bought those tickets. Right. Uh, Seattle and Portland were a surprise. Uh, it was kind of like my 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 family up living up in Seattle uh, got us plane tickets to be out there the same week that Springsteen was going to play in Portland and Seattle, and we were very surprised by that, and we were like, oh my god, you know, we have to do this, and I, you know, and we all have jobs, we have to work, but it was the one time we keep we keep putting it off, we're like, we're going to follow Springsteen this time, we're going to follow Spring next tour, that kind of thing, and this was our time, you know, and Portland was a great show. Uh, Phoenix was he had a bit of a cold. Uh, Portland was great. I loved the crowd and everybody was nice to my mom. It was she was in the pit and in her wheelchair and everything like that. That's awesome. And Seattle, well, we were on the the second side of the pit, not the the first in front of the stage, the one the, near the walkway, I guess it would be. Yeah. And that that was a really great. It was the first. What my memory of that show was obviously my family was there, my brother Tony, my sister. Linda and me and we were all there for the first time, you know, seeing a Springsteen show and, and together type of thing. And uh, he hit the note in the price you pay when he couldn't hit it. The couple shows I went to, like nice. the show, he couldn't really get there in Portland. He almost got there, but Seattle was the one where he he hit the ending note, you know. And I was like, I was like, oh my god, I waited three shows, and I honestly thought that was gonna be my last uh, River show. And it was two days before my birthday, March twenty sixth. And how did you end up going to Oklahoma City? Hmm. Oklahoma City, we found out those, how much those tickets were going for through like Facebook and Twitter, how um, inexpensive they were uh, for like GA tickets. And we kind of all made a pact and everybody, I bought like five because they were like 30 something dollars uh, for GA tickets on StubHub. And I was like, this is too good. And then everybody started thinking the same thing, and everybody started going on StubHub. And they were just like, we can drive out to Oklahoma City and see this show. We can do this. And it was a, it was a complete family gathering and two different rides, driving about, I want to say, 10 hours and getting to Oklahoma City from uh, Arizona. Eight or 10 hours, not really. I, my memory is right, not so good right now. Um, and it was just all of us from teenagers to 
my mom, who's is up there in age and in a wheelchair, and everybody got to go. There was 15 of us, I believe. And, you know, for those of you who did not listen to Dylan's first episode with me, and we I actually played a clip of it in the 50th anniversary, you know, he grew – his family, you know, Springsteen is their official artist. I mean he grew up um, singing Bishop Danced. Um, so this must have been a lot of fun for you. It was. It was one of the most – it's one thing we can't ever, you know, you know, it, nothing's going to come close to how great all of us. It was just it was great. All of us were together and doing something like that, you know, and it was something that, you know, probably won't happen again exactly like that. So we and, had to take advantage of that. And how cool um, just the road trip, the experience. It sounds a lot of fun. Um so before I get to some specific questions, I have a question I want your opinion, and there is no right answer. Do you think Bruce tickets – do you think the reason Bruce doesn't sell out in Oklahoma or sell as many tickets in Oklahoma is because he doesn't play there, or does he not play there because he doesn't sell a lot of tickets? <laughs> um, yeah. I'll go with number one. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, when we talked about it, I've got some friends that are from Oklahoma, and, and specifically, you know, Rob from Bruce Springsteen sings the alphabet. You know, he says Garth Brooks could probably, you know, sell out seven nights in a row mm -hmm. in that area. Um, it was a sparsely attended show though i thought it was a really good show i thought they were in good spirits i thought the band was playing well and i think the people that were there were really energetic oh yeah i, I agree uh everybody in the in the crowd was was <laughs> was very friendly and it was the first time at a springsteen show um it was during the encore after the river was you always hear the stories about somebody go you, you don't you you not really went to a springsteen show and a, and a stranger puts his arm around you, and you sing Badlands together, and you cry. <laughs> yes. It, it was the first time a guy – I think I actually found him on Facebook, and I found the guy who was in a hat and a black shirt and shorts, and he was walking through the, the pit. And I was standing there you know, next to my mom and watching my mom the entire time, but he came up to me during Badlands, and it was – he just put his arm around me. We just started singing together at the top of our lungs, and I had no idea who this man was. But it was just one of those solidarity moments of Bruce fans, and you just and it's the part the ones who had a notion, a notion deep in, and you're just chanting it. And I was like, I don't know who that guy was. Love that guy now. Yeah, I imagine. So, um, what was your impression? Were you were your expectations met? Uh, seeing the River Tour? Oh, absolutely. And I think everybody says, you know, well, he's playing the same, you know, 21 songs to start the show with. But, you know, as a musician, it's never going to be the exact same note at the exact same time and, you know, exact same moment. It, it, it changes, you know. I can tell you, you know, there's like four times I heard, you know, point blank and it was different every time like with the intro or something like that or i want to marry you with that intro um everything was you know it wasn't exactly like oh yeah like this but i really enjoyed it i thought it was 
and when would you ever get a chance to see that again? You know, I, I think that's why I took advantage of seeing so many shows this tour, even though it was basically the river the entire time. Yeah. And, you know, my wife asked that. She said, you know, are you not bored? And someone brought up the fact, well, you listen to an album over and over again. So, you know, what's the difference? I didn't. And there were things that I picked up each time mm -hmm. um, that I was kind of embarrassed. I didn't notice the first time. Um, like the first two times I went, I did not catch that Bruce gave everyone their own little solo on Out in the Streets. You know, he'd oh, say, yeah. Out of the Streets, Doozy, Out in the Street. You know, and that was so I was ready the third time. And, you know, and then on the fourth, and I was like, that was a highlight for me, just hearing them, the joy they were playing there. I agree. It was the first time, uh, it was during the Phoenix show, actually. And uh, it was when he was doing Out in the Streets, he had the, the roll call, you know. And he said, uh, meet me out on the street, Gary. And it was the first time I heard Gary sing. And it was awesome. I was I was really taken up. That was one of my highlights of the entire show for me was just hearing Gary sing just for a little bit. Yeah, um, I have his solo CD, and I really like it a lot. But, yes, that was such a cool moment. And um, the other question I have – were you surprised at how big they sounded and how in sync they were, the band itself? Oh yeah, I just I I, I can't imagine you know the, the the amount of rehearsal needed to get it down to that kind of not saying perfection you know just yeah. just it, in a in a James Brown Famous Flames kind of band kind of way where. You just you put your hand in in the air and just say cut it and the band just stops. Yeah, there that, was. That's yeah, amazing. You know, they showed uh, after Prince had passed, they showed him being on the View or something, and he mentioned that being at backstage at a Bruce show and watching Bruce change the band with just the flick of a wrist, and you know he said you learn from the best, <laughs> and then. I thought it was so touching that Bruce, when he did Purple Rain, mm -hmm. talked about how he was the best. And you could tell there was a lot of mutual respect and love for each other's music. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that was pretty neat. Was there one song that stood out from you, stood out to you during the tour? Um I'm, I'm <laughs> for some reason I went to the mistake ones. Um, yeah. One song, one song, one song. Oh, uh, it, it's not really river related. That's okay. Um, it would have to. Uh, let me go. Let me run down real quick. I can do it real fast. Okay. Phoenix would be Glory Days. Okay. Because you know he doesn't play Glory Days at live as much as you would like, and I'm sure maybe some old time fans don't want to hear it. But you know I had the guys on where we did the top 80 songs of the top 10 songs of the eighties mm -hmm. and both Bob and um, them said that glory days is um, it is tired proof. You, it's a song that most people just don't get tired of hearing. And I agree. Every time I hear that, I smile. So I bet that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, Portland, 
definitely, I want to say brilliant disguise, but honestly, it was hungry heart because when Bruce went out to the crowd, my mom was at the rail in her wheelchair. Bruce shook her hand. Oh, that's so that, sweet. Yeah, and that was amazing. And that was mm-hmm. the greatest version of Hungry Heart ever. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Seattle, that's the one. Uh, he, he hit the price you pay. He hit the note finally. Yes. But we had a lot of good audibles that night. But mm-hmm. hands down, uh, Bobby Jean with Eddie Vedder. I'd never oh. seen Pearl Jam before. And it was the first time he go. I didn't even think for the life of me a special guest. You know, yeah. when he Eddie Vedder came out, I just... The whole stadium, I mean, not stadium, uh, yeah. Coliseum exploded, you know. Just, oh, I bet. And even when he forgot the words and switched them around, he, Eddie Vedder, it was still, I was like, oh, my God. And it was just some, the power at the Seattle show. Oh, that sounds great. And Oklahoma City, that would be, oh, man, I don't know. It just, it would have to be Dancing in the Dark for my niece uh, getting on stage and Dancing with Springsteen. So um, a little bit of a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I'm way up in the rafters, Chris and I, mm-hmm. and, uh, you and I had exchanged messages and we knew we weren't even close to each other. And, and we were like, okay, it probably not going to work. And, um, but when I saw, um, the sign and now for those, what remind me what the sign said, uh, the sign said, uh, Bruce dance with, a, with my Navajo family. Yes. And, and uh, I could not, but we made that sign in our hotel room a couple hours before. <laughs> You're just getting stuff you get at a Target. And right. we're, we, we we all brought signs, We even though we knew it was a long shot, but we brought yeah. signs. My mom held a sign that says, Navajo's Heart Bruce, which, I thought <laughs> was, which is a great one. That is great. And so when I saw that, I looked over to Chris and I said, I bet you that's my friend. I bet you that is my friend's um, part of his family. And so then later when you you and I got to exchange emails, you told me it was. So was she just over the moon? Oh, yes. She just kind of like froze. You know, I guess you don't know what to do and everything like that. And um, it it was just an amazing thing. If one of us got on there, you know, all of us were on there. Absolutely. and we we're all wearing our red bandanas. It was the first of three things that happened specifically Springsteen related to all of our my Navajo, my Navajo family being right there. Uh, Bruce telling my nephew, he has a sign that said, uh, uh, I miss school for this or something like that. Or would you write me a note? He wrote. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and Bruce during Promised Land looked at him and he goes, in the mic, you can actually hear it in the recording. He goes, you the man, you the man. Oh, that's nice. And then during 10th Avenue freeze out when he walks through the crowd, uh, my niece, Lishi, she has blue hair. And Bruce went by. He went by fast, but then he came back to look at her hair and he touched her hair. And she just, you can actually see in the video, she's just like, oh, my God. And, you know, kind of hugging herself type of thing like that just happened. And it was just one of the best experiences I no, it's a, it's a Springsteen concert. You're always going to have the best experience at a Springsteen yes, concert. Yes, absolutely. I don't know if you um, heard, but uh, I had my friend Richard Hunter, who's seen Bruce 25 times, and he mm-hmm. said, if someone asks me what's my favorite show, he says every other band will start at 26 because I will tell okay. you the first 25 <laughs> would be a Bruce show. Now, I don't know of the 25 which one's my favorite, but I will tell you. Um, you're the man, 
Thank you so much. No um, if someone wants to um, get in touch with you, how can they? I'm on Twitter at Maca McManus, on Instagram at Maca McManus. And if you want to follow the podcast, I'm at Maca's Res Radio on Twitter. Yes, and it's always fun. You you really do a nice, diverse group of music, and I appreciate it, and it's a lot of fun. And in a week or two, we're going to get back together, and we're going to talk Pet Sounds. Oh, definitely. Right before you called, I listened to it again, just to refresh again. (sighs) Yes. Um, All right, Dylan, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You go have a great night, and uh, we will be talking soon. No worries, Jesse. You take care. Stay positive. Wasn't that fun? I'll see you tomorrow with another special episode. And remember, vote early and vote often. Set Lusting Bruce on your ballots. Do it for Bruce and the E Street Band. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.